Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. I do apologize if my sound and audio sounds a little bit weird in this episode. I had to make an emergency trip back to Richmond, Virginia, so I wasn't able to bring my podcast mic back home with me as it was just going to be too heavy in my suitcase, but I did still bring my camera and my camera microphone with me, so I am recording with my camera microphone, so I do apologize if this sounds a little bit terrible. Hopefully it's not too bad. Let's go ahead and talk about the topic for this week's episode, and that is all about toxic friendships. I feel like we've all had them at some point in our lives, and if you haven't, well, then consider yourself to be very lucky. I know that I have certainly come um, into many situations where I've experienced a few toxic friendships, not too many, thankfully, but just a small number. And what's nice about this episode is that we have some people's experiences that um, I'll briefly share. I don't have too many. Only a few people wanted to share what went on with their friendships. And I can give my opinion on what I think about these situations. So before I kind of jump into these experiences, I think... Part of going through life is that we're going to meet people who are not going to be good for us. It happens, whether it's a romantic relationship, a friendship, maybe even a family member who isn't going to be good for us. It happens. I've talked about from time to time again on this podcast on how many people have done me severely dirty in life and how... They've just exuded such toxic and negative energy into my life. I mean, people are going to come and go. And I think the biggest thing that I can say is that at first, sometimes you don't really know how to handle it. When a toxic friendship comes into your life, you may be manipulated. You may be brainwashed. You may try to see the good in this person. You may want to care so much even when you know that this person truly doesn't give a crap about you or your feelings or your well-being. I've experienced all of this within toxic friendships that I've had. And it's definitely not a fun feeling to find yourself in a relationship where you thought that this was going to be a start of a beautiful friendship only for you to find out that it's miserable and you want out and sometimes people don't know how to cut friends out because they don't want to hurt someone's feeling or they don't want to get into an altercation or they don't want more drama in their life or any drama for that matter and i totally get it i never knew how to get out of certain relationships i sort of ended up handling it the worst way by it resulting in verbal fights and arguments some I ended up letting fizzle out but I can tell you that most of mine ended through arguments or negative experiences where it was just back and forth back and forth and it was just full of unproductive conversations 
it's really hard. And I wanted to share one of the first stories here. Well, it's not really a story, but it's just a quick little blurb of something that someone experienced. So this one person, I guess they really liked somebody and they wanted to go on a date with them. So I guess this one isn't really a friendship, but maybe somebody who was important in their life. And this person is Jewish and this person basically tried to tell them why being Jewish is wrong. (laughs) The audacity of this person's anti-Semitism. Why are we still being anti-Semitic? That that doesn't make any sense to me. Sadly, anti-Semitism still happens. I really hope that you no longer want to go out with this person, especially when you know that you're Jewish and this person is trying to tell you that being Jewish is wrong and you shouldn't be a follower of that. Yeah, that is somebody you should definitely cut out of your life. Honestly, if this was me in today's age, I would say, fuck you. We're not friends anymore. I no longer feel safe around you. If I was in middle school or high school, I would probably cry if I had a friend who told me that being Jewish was wrong. And then I probably wouldn't be able to consider them a friend because friends don't tell you that you believing in a certain religion is wrong. That's not okay. And I may have frustrations and issues with certain values and concepts and morals of different religions, but that doesn't mean I think it's wrong to practice a certain religion. That's incredibly hateful. And I know that's something that I don't tolerate. So let that be a lesson. Hopefully, you know by now to not be friends with somebody who is against your religion thinks your religion's a sham and that your religion is problematic. And when I say problematic, meaning not like certain morals, but just saying that you practicing a religion overall is just problematic, not specific values. Because, I mean, we can criticize values of religion, but to criticize the whole religion and for what it is, that I do take an issue with. So definitely cut those people out of your life, especially when they tell you what you believe is wrong. That's not okay. You should unapologetically be proud of your religion, be proud of who you are. I think religion is a part of someone's identity. At least that's my own take on it. But I would say that never let someone tell you that Your religion is the wrong way to live life. I'm so sorry this happened to you. So this next person wrote to me saying, Last year in the lowest low of my life, my roommate's actions caused an anxiety attack. And she goes, well, you're a positive person. I'm sure you'll snap out of it. Yeah, red flags all around. I'm not sure if you were really close with your roommates at the time as I don't know the full story and what kind of actions your roommates were doing. Not that the actions matter, of course, but for someone who suffers from anxiety, such as myself, I I know what that's like for someone to tell you that 
it's all in your head. You don't have to feel this way. You're a positive person. You'll snap out of it. You'll come back from this. And it's not helpful. People need to realize that saying these things doesn't help others. It truly is harmful and damaging to tell people who are suffering from mental health disorders that this is all on their head or that they're making it up or that this is something that they can come back from. And I'm really sorry that this person or your roommate didn't understand what you were going through and they didn't care about how their actions were making you feel some type of way and how it was causing you a lot of anxiety and that they weren't taking your anxiety seriously and they were just completely dismissing how you were feeling in that moment. A real friend will never dismiss your feelings or your mental health. They will be there for you and they will listen to you and they can try to help as best as they can. Sometimes we can't always rely on our friends to be our therapist. We can always certainly vent to our friends, but I think it is really important that we do find boundaries on how much we can share with our friends in terms of what kind of help we need and some and if you believe that talking to your friends and your friends giving that advice to you is all that you need then great I know I do that too but I also know that there does come a time and a point where talking to my friends isn't always going to be enough and I know that I do have to go to therapy and talk about my problems and my issues when something is upsetting me and when something is um, really triggering my mental health, especially things like anxiety. I really hope you're not living with this person anymore. Um, I'm really sorry that your mental health was dismissed and that they didn't believe that just because you're a positive person doesn't mean your anxiety exists. That's really shitty. And that is toxic. I truly hope that person is no longer in your life. And once again, I'm really sorry to hear this. This next person said, my friend and I were actually toxic to each other. I was definitely toxic in this relationship. We were very codependent and and we were jealous of the fact if the other person had close friends. Oh my God. I know this feeling way too well. I do agree that... Um, codependency is just toxic all around, whether you're in a romantic relationship or in just a platonic friendship. I also am glad to hear that you were able to recognize that you were also being toxic. I feel like a lot of people today don't really recognize or they lack self-awareness of when they're being toxic or when they're in the wrong And I think it takes a lot of courage and guts to admit to being wrong. I know that I can admit when I'm wrong and I hate admitting when I'm wrong because we always have that sense of embarrassment or shame when we admit that we're wrong. But it's okay to humble yourself 
and to just realize that what you did was wrong and that's okay. It's okay to not be right about something and that can be really hard. But I really do like that you were able to recognize this. But yeah, in terms of codependency, I hear this a lot from my friends who have been in codependent relationships and I listen to how unhappy this person is within this relationship and they don't know what to do about it and how to get out of it. And I definitely think that is really problematic and it leads to serious issues. And jealousy is another thing. This person mentions that they're jealous of the fact that the other person had close friends. This one I totally understand. I know I've also been that jealous friend where I was a toxic one. And this happened more when I was a kid, but I get the feeling of like you make a best friend, right? And then later on, Another person wants to become best friends with them and then you feel that sense of jealousy and you think to yourself, my best friend is hanging out with this new person more than they're hanging out with me. Do they not like me anymore? I don't want to share this person because they're mine. That happened to me a little bit in elementary school. It definitely didn't happen too much in middle school and not really even in high school so much, but I know this feeling of jealousy where you can feel left out and it definitely can cause anxiety whether or not that person wants to even hang out with you anymore because they're making other friends and you want that friend to yourself and you rely on that person for your friendship. I totally get it. And I want you to know that you're not alone in feeling that way. And I hope this is something that you have recovered from. And I don't know if you're still friends with this person today or not. But I do think that this can be something that people can come back from, but not always. Because it really just depends on how bad that situation got. And of course, I don't really know what kind of conversations were had in this relationship. But yeah, jealousy really is an ugly color. And it definitely is a toxic trait that ruins many friendships. And I'm really sorry that it got to that point. But I really hope that things worked out between the two of you. And if not, then, you know, on to better and brighter things. And that there's other people that you can be friends with who won't make you feel jealous, who won't make you feel like you need to be in a codependent relationship. So I want to thank you again for sharing that experience with me. I know that can be really tough to talk about. So I wanted to share maybe like two experiences I've had when it's come to toxic friendships. One I've actually sort of talked about on this podcast already. Actually, I'm not sort of. I'm pretty sure I definitely have. But to give you a recap, if you haven't heard that episode There was this girl who was in my sorority who was just a really terrible person, in my opinion. Very, very toxic. And I used to call this person my friend, even though I look back on it now and she really wasn't my friend. I think I was one of those people who would just see the good in others and would want to make a friendship work with her. 
I would I wanted to be able to relate to her. I also immediately considered her to be my friend just because she was in my sorority and newsflash just because someone is in the same chapter as you doesn't necessarily make them your friend. But her and I hung out with a lot of the same people and I would see her all the time. We were always at the same parties, the same events, the same groups and hangouts. And to me, I just ended up considering her to be a friend because she was just always around. And I would always see her and we would talk all the time when we were together. So why would I not call her a friend, right? Well, it gets to a point where... I just felt like her behavior just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And she's a bit of an aggressive person. She also relied heavily on smoking and drinking to deal with her problems. And I'm not sure if she was going through a really rough patch in her life or if she was struggling with any mental health um, disorders. But... She definitely would get into trouble all the time. And it did get into a point where she got kicked out of the sorority. And I ended up getting into arguments with this girl while we were in the chapter. We definitely were more like frenemies, I guess you could say. I really wanted to make things work. But at the end of the day, I realized this friendship was not going to be good for me. Because she didn't really act like a friend. I mean, she did scam me out of $300 just so I could go on this spring break trip. She lied to me. And then I found out that the only reason I got to go on this trip was because she was really irresponsible with some of the house money. And she spent it on beer. And she needed... 300 more dollars to go back and pay for the house again and so she took advantage of me and I was not in on this plan and what made me mad is that everyone in this house knew and I was really mad at my friends for not sharing because I don't think they wanted I think they just didn't want to hurt me but eventually my some of my friends did come out to me and said hey I need to tell you something and I really appreciated that honesty This girl also faked cancer, and I think that's just unbelievably fucked up in itself, and I just don't understand why you would fake cancer. I think she did it for attention, and I think that's absolutely disgusting. And then the last straw was when she was associated with her friend keying my car. And carving the words whore and bitch in huge letters. And I had to drive around like that. Eventually I got some tape to cover it up. And then I took it to a body shop for it to get a fresh paint job. That one really, really threw me over the edge. And I knew that this person had to just go. We're no longer friends on social media. I'm pretty sure I deleted her number I know that I want absolutely nothing to do with this crazy bitch ever again because she was just that poisonous of a human being. I don't know what I did to fall to such... I don't know what I did to become such a victim to her wrath, but honestly, I wish her well. I hope she's killing it out there in life and that... She's in a better place and that she's happy. 
I don't wish harm or bad things on anyone, no matter how awful they've treated me. Another really big toxic friendship that I want to talk about was when I was in high school. This one is kind of interesting. I have a lot of disdain and I have a lot of resent for this person after everything this person has put me through. So I met this girl in my Jewish youth group and it was, yeah, I guess I was a freshman and I thought her and I were going to get along. I thought that my Jewish youth group was going to be a great way for me to make new friends outside of my high school, for me to have a fresh start. And I was really excited about it. And so this girl was like in my chapter of my Jewish youth group and I got to know her. And then I guess over time, she started getting really weird and I couldn't tell if she was being fake or if this is how she genuinely acted. But to me, it kind of made me a little bit uncomfortable. And I remember this girl would always pressure me to hook up with people at conventions and I made a whole YouTube video about this on why hookup culture in Jewish youth groups was unbelievably on beyond toxic but that's a whole nother story. Because she was in my chapter I felt like I kind of had to get along with her and I opened up so much to her even though I shouldn't have because she definitely took advantage of my vulnerabilities and basically used it against me and it took me a while to realize that this girl was not my friend. And for the longest time, I would think that she was one of my best friends because I would hang out with her all the time in BBYO, but I let her walk all over me. And then when it got to college, I knew that I couldn't take it anymore. And I noticed that she changed, especially in college. And I felt like she became a monster. So... I wrote this letter to her a long time ago and I have it pulled up on my computer and I'm reading it and it's super cringy and it's really petty. And I actually did reach out to her and I had sent her this apology saying like, listen, I'm sorry about this letter that I wrote to you. I know it was really petty and I cringe on it, um, but I hope you're doing well. And she said, hey, please don't worry about it let the bygones be bygones. I hope you're doing well. And while that was nice of me to apologize, I still really don't like her. I still don't believe she's changed. And I still think she's the same mean person that she was after all of these years. And I knew that I had to delete her off my social media. And delete her number and to not reach out to her because she was just not good for me and she really didn't deserve to have a place in my life. I want to sh- I want to read you this letter so you can kind of get a good idea of why I had such a big issue with this girl and so you could get a sense of like how toxic she was because I think she was definitely the most toxic friend that I ever had. And I never really knew how to like admit to myself that she was toxic. And again, I didn't realize it until college. And I was like, oh, Lana, this girl is not your friend. So 
I'm going to call her Lily. It's not her real name. So here we go. Dear Lily, first of all, thank you so much for congratulating me on getting into a sorority. That did mean a lot. I hope you're having a good second year at college and based off your pictures, it sure seems like you are. Anyway, so I did say to someone that you and I were no longer friends anymore. But the reason I had said it is because I thought you were probably thinking the same thing. Let me tell you why I came to this conclusion. And so before I get to that, she had reached out to me saying, what do you mean you and I are no longer friends? Not gonna lie, I talked a lot of shit about her behind her back to some people that I guess I could not trust. And I will say in the past, her and I definitely had communication issues. I didn't know how to confront people right to their face if I had a problem with them. Instead, I would result to just talking about them behind their back and then it would bite me in the ass later. And then you would confront me being like, so I heard you're talking shit about me. And then it puts me in a really uncomfortable situation. Now being almost 30 years old, I have no issue reaching out to somebody and saying, hey, I have a huge problem with you. And let me explain why. But back then, I didn't go straight to the person. So yeah, the word got back to me saying, what do you mean we're not friends? So now let's get into why I think I came to this conclusion. So ever since freshman year of college, I noticed you changed. I know I haven't seen you in every year, but there is still Facebook. Just being on Facebook, I saw that you were ch you changed and it was based off the things and the actions that you said and did. I know you know that I don't like your school, but you and some others sort of gave me a reason to dislike the school that you go to even more. I'll elaborate on this later, actually. So ever since you went to this university, your actions and words on Facebook started becoming harsh, snobby, and rude. I will say I'm no better about my actions on Facebook either, but sometimes it would really hurt when people would write rude things on my statuses or Facebook, and you would just go ahead and like the mean and rude comments. And I really just wanted to snap at you for doing that, and it made me think that you were not being a good friend. Actually, I'm pretty sure I did snap at you before, and you just told me to chill out. Yeah, I mean, so she would always gaslight me and tell me to relax and to chill out every time I got upset with her not defending me, not taking my side, not sticking up for me. And for her to say things like, chill out, it's just a joke, just to excuse her bad behavior. And so it never made me feel good when she said, you need to chill out. And I knew that I could not be chill when people are being rude to me. It upsets me that my feelings didn't really matter to you and for you to think that I'm being way too sensitive. I know Lewis, again, another guy who is involved, not his real name, is one of your best guy friends, but just because he writes something stupid or rude on my Facebook doesn't mean you need to like his comment. You would like almost every single comment he would make on my statuses and almost all of them were rude. He may have thought he was being funny, but it's hard to tell when someone is kidding on Facebook or not. I never thought anything he said was funny. And I don't think he even knew that he was upsetting me. 
I've talked about this with him before and he's kind of stopped. However, I just don't understand why you have to take a side like that and why you can't defend me, especially when he makes fun of the fact that I go to ODU. So when I started going to ODU and I started taking pride at my university, and this is me not reading a letter, by the way, I got made fun of by people who went to more prestigious universities than me, and I really struggled in high school because I have really bad test anxiety and I have a learning disability, and it made it really hard for me to do well in school. And if I had gotten better test scores, such as like on the SAT or the ACT and had a higher GPA, I could have gone to my dream school, which was Virginia Tech. And while ODU isn't a prestigious university, it's still very much a good school. And I felt like I was being shamed for going to a less prestigious university. So back to the letter. Yeah, sorry I had med ma yeah, sorry I had major test anxiety problems in high school, which is why I'm not a at a prestigious university like y'all. I tried to not let a Facebook status like that bother me so much, but unfortunately it did. And I also don't understand why you like comments whenever I write on people's walls as well. It just gives me the impression that you're making fun of me and you found my comments funny when in no way was I trying to be funny. So if you want an example, I write on someone's wall saying that I miss them and you'll like the comment. I don't understand how you find it amusing or whatever your reason is. You are probably thinking how dumb this whole thing is but I'm going to make another point as to why I think you think this is stupid. <laughs> Y'all, this is so petty and sad, but again, I was maybe 19 years old when I wrote this letter to her. So clearly I wasn't really that emotionally intelligent at the time, but I still stand by everything that I do say here. And obviously I would have worded things differently within this letter, but go off Alana keep going. I had a hard time trusting you at points because I know that you like to gossip. Oh yes, this girl gossips. I know I like to gossip, but she gossips way more than me. But whenever I would tell you something and you would promise you wouldn't say, you would still tell somebody anyway. I remember when we were at someone's house when they had gotten back from Israel we were all together and you blurted out to everyone in the room that I had sex on my brother's bed. At that point, I wanted to slap you and call you a bitch for doing that. But instead, I was too mortified to say anything and I didn't know what to do. I also feel like you don't take me seriously at all. I feel like you're always making fun of me whenever I come into subject, especially on Facebook or if I'm in your present. It just bothers me that you would laugh in my face at times like you would in our youth group and you would say you were laughing with me, but I know you weren't. And I would come to this conclusion about you not taking me seriously because whenever I made Facebook statuses about whatever and whenever you would comment on them and you would make fun of me in disguise, you would talk about how much better your school is or something that made me feel inferior towards you. I know I stayed a lot of strong opinions on my social media, but if something bothers me, I'm just going to speak my mind. And using a Facebook status at the time was one of those ways that I did that. So then this conversation gets really petty. So I don't like the school that she attended um, just because 
I feel like a lot of people who go to this school end up turning into monsters when they go there. So let's get a little petty here and I'll just read this. So you would always make comments about how classy your school is and how they value tradition. And you posted a Forbes link saying that this school is a number one school. And I know that you're proud to be there. Bragging about it in a stuck-up manner is not necessary and partially irrelevant to our conversation. All of the face, all the stupid Facebook drama that has gone between us and other people from your college has made me dislike your school even more. You're living up to your school's typical stereotype of being the stuck-up school and how everyone there acts like they're far more superior than others. And I could have responded back to your comments saying something really rude and uncalled for, but I wasn't going to do that. And I'm not saying any comments that I made were mature, but I wanted to do my best to be as mature as possible while trying to stand up for myself. You can go ahead and think all of this is dumb and laugh at me and think how I wasted my time writing you this. But I wanted to let you know why I said that we're finally not friends anymore. Because you were never a good friend to me. Friends don't make fun of each other. And friends don't agree with rude things that others say on each other's Facebook. They stand up for them, and most importantly, they take each other seriously and invalidate their feelings. Over the summer, all of your action towards me really hit me hard, and I thought to myself, why was I wasting my time on trying to be friends with someone who was mean to me? Whenever I would write to you on social media, you would ignore it, and then you would write on someone else's post above mine, and it felt like a slap in the face. And I noticed other people would do it to me too. So I just accepted the fact that you just didn't care about me at all and that you just didn't want to be my friend anymore. I find it a shame that everything ended like this and I don't want to dislike you, but I would like to try to reason things out with you. And that's why I wanted to call you over the phone, but you wanted me to write you a letter instead. I wanted us to be cool again and for us to not snap and be bitchy with one another. But if you want to write back to me, go ahead. But I ask you to be honest. You can say whatever you need to. This letter wasn't supposed to bash you, but I wanted to let you know how I was feeling. And it was time for me to tell you that. I'm sorry I made you angry with this letter. It's not my intention. And I'm sorry that I didn't come to you in the first place instead of saying it to someone else. But I wasn't ready to tell you until someone opened up their mouth. I will say that ever since I got to college, I've been trying to become more honest with people and coming to them with problems when I have them. It's really hard for me to come up to you and tell you how I'm really feeling. I feel that you're not very approachable to talk about these kinds of things with and I get very intimidated by you. I know I have done this to you before, and I am sorry for doing it again, but I do ask that you take my thoughts and feelings seriously, because all of this stuff is why I felt like we were not friends anymore. So this is why I called you a bitch. This is why I'm frustrated with you, and I thought you were feeling the same. So that's basically the end of that letter. I know that was really cringy and petty, but originally I wanted to have a phone conversation with her. I felt like it would have been appropriate to talk about this with her over the phone, but she didn't want that. She wanted me to write a letter, so I respected her wish. So, yeah, after I wrote that letter, things never really got better between us, and I think it was for the best. And then over the years after college, 
I still believe that she's someone that I just still can't trust to this day. And I still feel like she makes fun of me. And I just have no reason to have her in my life. She really hasn't changed. You know, she's the same age as me. And she's still the exact same person that she was in high school. And that's a shame. People say that some people can change. I don't always agree with that. She's still the same person that she was. But again, I truly hope that she is doing well. And I wish her nothing but the best. I do agree that I was also toxic in this situation. And it's probably a little bit toxic that I'm talking about it. But again, like the purpose of my podcast is to share my story, to share my experience and how I felt and how these situations made me feel. Because these situations really did scar me. And it's been very triggering for me to deal with the kind of bullying that I dealt with. And she really contributed to it. And I just can't believe that I once thought that she was even a close friend of mine because I guess I was that delusional in high school and even in some parts of college. Yeah, it's been a really bumpy ride, um, but I know who my real friends are. And the second I hear any of my friends doing toxic things or they say anything toxic and they talk crap about me, obviously I'll come to them first. And if it's something that we can't solve together, then it's time to cut the cord and cut that person out of my life because I don't have room for that kind of negativity and that kind of toxicity in my life. So with that being said, I think I will probably end this episode here and I want to thank you again for like listening to my story, but other people's stories as well if you have an unapologetic experience that you want me to share anonymously on the podcast make sure you email the podcast at shamelessly unapologetic podcast at gmail.com and also don't forget to follow us on instagram at shamelessly unapologetic and with that i will see you next week with a brand new episode bye